Hi friends, you're listening to the Shattered Ceilings Podcast with your hosts Stephanie and Adriana. We're here to discuss the importance of mental health from the perspective of two first-generation immigrants. Join in weekly as we dive into important topics such as relationships, parenting, and cultural barriers. Here, we get real and candid as we explore what disrupting the status quo looks like for each of us. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. We are on episode 16, which it's very bittersweet. This is actually our last episode of the season. So crazy. I can't believe it. I'm like happy and proud of us that we were consistent. Yes. And we did it. Um, But I'll be sad not recording for a while. But I know. You'll enjoy the break before the baby comes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's summer, which I'm. I'm so sad. I'm like, I want to go somewhere, but we're really not going yeah. <laughs> to a lot of places this summer. Just get as much sleep as you can and just rest and I know. it'll be nice. It'll I'm be excited. good for everyone, I think. Yeah, we are going to start back up in August, so mm-hmm. it'll give the chance for you guys to kind of catch up on all our episodes we've had. Mm-hmm. And yeah, today I'm excited. It's our last episode and we were talking about this right before <laughs> we recorded. Um, we actually recorded this last week. <laughs> and it somehow did not say <laughs> yes okay first time this has ever happened in 16 episodes so i told adriana this is a sign like we have to re-record it we have to talk about this because i mean it's I an think, important one yes for sure yeah today we're going to be talking about the power of words we choose and their effects on our well-being yes. we're going to examine the topic on two perspectives the psychological evidence and biblical wisdom and we titled today's episode, The Power of Words, How Words Affect Our Life and Behavior. Yes. So Steph is going to help us explore the psychological aspect. Mm-hmm. How does the language we use to describe ourselves impact our mental and emotional state? Yes. Yeah, so <clears throat> in this first part, we're going to just go into the psychological research behind the power that words have over us and others. So research, psychological research consistently shows that the words that we speak to ourselves directly about ourselves affect our self-perception and emotional well-being. Um, I think that's pretty cut and dry. Everybody knows that, but we're kind of going to go into some psychological terms that directly prove the power of things that we speak over ourselves. So the first term that I kind of want to talk about is called self-fulfilling prophecy, which is so crazy. And like this one, I think out of all of the ones was the one that was like so mind blowing Mm -hmm. to me. Um, Self-fulfilling prophecy is the psychological phenomenon where our beliefs and expectations about ourselves can influence our behavior in a way that confirms our beliefs and expectations. So if we are consistently using negative or self-defeating language when we talk about ourselves, it will start to shift and shape our perception of ourselves. And that will ultimately affect our actions and outcomes. So it's kind of like a cycle, which is like, I think badly about myself, which will lead to me only seeing bad in things. Mm-hmm. And then I only do bad actions to basically prove to myself that what I said to myself in it's the beginning, true. yeah, is true, which is yeah. so crazy. So on the other hand, of course, using positive empowering language can help build confidence and lead to more favorable outcomes and actions. Yeah. I like that you said the unpart where obviously negative will affect us in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure just as like how positive will affect us. So it's like, it really puts your mind in perspective that we should be nice to ourselves. Yes, exactly. And it all starts from the words we say about ourselves. I don't think we realize and go so much into depth about the words that we say over ourselves how they affect our actions but when you see that it's actually a psychological phenomenon that it does affect our actions and it all starts with the words that we say it's kind of crazy 
Yeah, I feel like, I don't know if all girls are guilty of this, but, like, every time a girl will compliment you or someone's like, mm-hmm. oh, like, cute dress, you're like, oh, I got it from here, it's the dress, it's not me, yeah. or like, oh, I like so your hair, true. oh, yeah, I just got it done, she's the best, it's mm-hmm. like, why can't we just be like, accept compliments, yep, or someone's like, oh, you look good today, no, I'm so fat, yeah, <laughs> so, so it's like, true, that really will change what you do, mm-hmm. so I feel like if you think that about yourself, then maybe when you are like out, you're gonna start eating unhealthy because mm-hmm. you're like, I'm fat anyways, might as well keep exactly. eating. Exactly. Yeah, or not start working out or whatever. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. You, anyways, you like you said, I think this about myself. I might as well not even. So yeah. it does affect your actions in the end. Mm-hmm. So the second thing that kind of goes hand in hand um, with this uh, self fulfilling prophecy is the term confirmation bias. So confirmation bias is the tendency that humans have to seek and interpret information in a way that will confirm their own pre-existing beliefs or expectations. So for example, the language we use in our self-talk can influence how we interpret events and experiences. If we are consistently using negative language to describe ourselves, then sometimes in certain situations, we may choose to selectively focus on like evidence that supports that negative self-talk that we have over ourselves. Yeah. So basically, we're just trying to find evidence to confirm what we really think about ourselves. And yeah. it really does start with that kind of mind shift, mind set shift and speaking positively over yourself it does and i know what we think about ourselves obviously that affects us but i think it's also important when we look around and see what other people think about us yep because we're most i feel like people believe other people more than we believe ourselves. yes you know you can wake up and be like i'm so awesome and then have a really bad day and people Mm -hmm. (laughs) telling you that you're not awesome yeah so i feel like that definitely starts getting in your head and you just start thinking that about yourself because you're like oh if everyone's saying this about me then clearly it's true exactly and that's actually an example of priming which is the next term we're going to talk about there you go (laughs) good job good segue into that so priming is actually the phenomenon where exposure to like a stimulus influences subsequent thoughts feelings or behaviors about ourselves so the language that we use in our self-talk can act as a priming mechanism for example um, if we frequently use words associated with failure or inadequacy, it will start to prime our minds, um, like we said in confirmation bias, to perceive or look at situations in a more negative light. So yeah. once again, the actual words that we use will start to prime our mind to start seeing only the negative in certain situations. Yeah, and that reminds me, I'm big on childhood development. Mm-hmm. I realize most of our issues we have today, you look back at your childhood and you're yeah. like, that's why yes yeah. so i feel like the whole priming thing especially now becoming a mother soon i realize words have such a big impact mm-hmm. growing up what your parents say about you even if it's a joke mm-hmm. like i know romanians like to joke a lot with their kids or yeah. even you hear like oh you're such a crazy boy are mm-hmm. you like yeah you're so evil and mm-hmm. crazy yeah. and like i don't just little things monster that are kind of or funny. something yeah, like little that. monsters or yeah. just like troublemaker yeah and obviously it's like you don't truly mean it especially in the moment like maybe they are troublemakers but Mm -hmm. you're kind of setting that not like that path for the child the precedent yeah but yeah they're gonna think like oh i i am a troublemaker oh Mm -hmm. i am crazy or oh Mm -hmm. i'm not a good listener so it's like that's kind of what the child thinks of themselves and Mm -hmm. then they're gonna grow up and not that it's the parents fault but you definitely put that in their head for them to think negative about themselves so Mm -hmm. it's like why not praise your child Yes. To a certain extent. I know some parents <laughs> go put their kids way too high. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important to set like these 
like compliments and just praising when they do well it always pick out the good mm-hmm. and they realize like and everyone feels better obviously after a compliment compared right. to like something negative said mm-hmm. about them that's actually something i've had to catch myself doing and i'm glad you brought that up <laughs> and i'm gonna be very transparent with you guys yeah. about this because i think it's so important and i think that if we're open about things on this show it will encourage other people to be open or mm-hmm. to kind of dig into their own lives and see like hey am i doing this one thing i noticed was i've talked about this before my daughter daughter is very different than my son (laughs) anybody who knows them knows that my son's like a rule follower my daughter she is more stubborn more independent and i remember when she was younger i would catch myself saying like that she's the difficult child like comparing to samson and i really had to stop myself and be like no whatever i say about her even though she's little and she might not understand it's kind of gonna like you said that's words that i'm speaking over her so i kind of just really prayed about it and started reading and studying more and realizing okay she has this like fire inside of her like i think she's so full of life that's just how i like explain her like (laughs) if you know her and she has this fire that i really truly think god put in her and Mm -hmm. i really think that she's gonna make such a big difference in this world and i don't want to quench that fire yeah obviously she's a child you still have to have guidelines but i kind of started to shift my mindset and look at it not as oh she's the difficult child oh she wants to cause problems thinking like okay that's the special thing about her that's how god created her to kind of push the boundary a little bit so and i feel like personality things it's easy sometimes to look at it in a negative light like oh my gosh why is she so especially growing up in the romanian community i think a little bit that brainwashed me everybody has to be the same everybody has to fall in line like what is that word called like when like a group identity yeah Mm -hmm. where everyone has to like yeah yeah i know what you're saying yeah especially being a girl like (laughs) yeah that's always big yeah so i'm like okay no like i'm glad she's like that so i'm really glad that you brought that up because i think it's really important as parents to examine the way that we talk about our kids or the things that we say over them so that was my little moment of testimony no that's good and it's you saying it not that it sounds easy like yeah like Mm -hmm. keep at it but in those small moments i feel like i'm sure it's hard to catch yourself and like rewire Mm -hmm. your mindset and be like no i need to do better but this kind of goes into the last term that we're going to talk about because it's something that i had to do was recognize that i was doing that and then every time i would do it stop myself in my tracks and kind of shift Um, my thinking so this actually goes into the next term which is cognitive restructuring this is a therapeutic technique that's used in cognitive behavioral therapy we've talked about it Mm -hmm. and you've probably i don't know if you've done it where it basically Uh, explain like maybe i'll know it involves identifying and challenging your negative thoughts or behaviors and you replace them with realistic or positive ones some therapists encourage you to journal to sit down Mm -hmm. and journal the negative thoughts you're having and then you can kind of see a pattern that was my therapy yeah so i think that's a great way to kind of Um, get into this mindset shift because when you're constantly living under that negative cloud it's very hard to recognize the things that you're doing but i Mm -hmm. think when you put it on paper and you can sit down and look and chart over time and see the pattern i think it might be a little bit easier to realize next time you have that thought okay stop this is a negative thought and change directions yeah um that was definitely in my therapy sessions i had a journal which definitely helped i remember she would mention like oh do you want a journal and i was just like I guess I've journaled before, but not in a way where it was like, oh, journal your negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I used to just journal what happened to me or like what my problems were. Mm -hmm. So it was also weird to catch myself. And then I started realizing like once I became aware, I was like, wow, I am negative Mm -hmm. towards myself. Like I do not like myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like 
that was leading me towards like my depression anxiety mm-hmm. so without it was, even realizing it because yeah. you probably see yourself as being like oh i'm sarcastic or whatever yeah, I'm, I'm like very yeah. sarcastic or mm-hmm. i was just very critical of myself like mm-hmm. oh i want to be my best self so every time i do something i'm gonna be like mean to myself because right, i'm stern. gonna better myself right. so it's mm-hmm. kind of toxic mm-hmm. but i love that she was like okay every time you cut yourself write it down mm-hmm think about it and replace it with something positive because clearly that negative thought is usually not true that comes from somewhere else right and another thing that i feel like really helped me because when you think of negative things it's like pretty basic the examples but Mm -hmm. i remember speaking and i would just be like oh i'm so sorry oh i just Mm -hmm. feel bad oh Mm -hmm. and she was like you have a lot of guilt for Mm -hmm. no reason Mm -hmm. and if you have that guilt it's coming from something we need to figure that out so it's even small words of me always saying like oh i'm so sorry Mm -hmm. she's like apologizing yeah Yeah. what are you sorry for and i was like Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't Mm -hmm. know why i just said that she's like be mindful of your words because you're living every day sorry for yourself you always feel bad for yourself and i was just like that is not like the person I want to be. That is so powerful. Be mindful of your words. I love how yeah. you said that. Yeah, that's it's very good. <laughs> You're, that's amazing. So yeah. obviously, like you said, um, how you were taught to kind of journal things down and it helps you to kind of reframe your thought patterns. The language that we use in our self-talk can directly influence our emotional states. Mm-hmm. You talked about that, how a lot of the negativity might have led to certain depressive episodes. Negative and self-critical language can contribute to feelings of sadness, anxiety, and especially Mm self-doubt. While on the other hand, positive and supportive language can help foster positive emotions such as happiness and self-assurance. And just like you said, be mindful of your thought, of your words. By consciously choosing our words, we can actively shape and regulate our emotional experiences. Yeah, that's literally you summed it up well. I'm also remembering a moment... Um, I was in a really bad relationship for like almost three years, mm-hmm. which sounds like forever ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very like verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. And before I met him, I mean, I was still young, but I felt like I was a pretty like strong, confident, like mm-hmm. I was pretty sure of myself. That was my personality growing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And when I started dating this guy, he would obviously put me down, mm-hmm. say really negative things and mm-hmm. In the moment, I thought like, oh, he loves me. He's bettering myself. Mm-hmm. And then it, I started being aware like, no, he's actually verbally abusing yeah. me. And this is not okay. Mm-hmm. And those are the relationships that are hard to mm-hmm. like leave. Mm-hmm. And I realized after like we broke up, I just, everything he said about me for three years really stuck with me. Hmm. Even though I really, like when he would say these things in my head, I was like, no, I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. But hearing it constantly for three years, it, it became like your you. inner voice and yeah, your inner and critic. Yeah, and I became, like you said, I was always doubting myself. And I was like, why am I doubting myself? Like, mm-hmm. I used to be so in tune with, like, my intentions and my emotions. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, a big reset of, like, finding out my identity again and who wow. I am. And, like, it mm-hmm. was such a weird wow. mental thing. Mm-hmm. That's why even with, obviously, physical abuse is, like, not a joke at all. And that's, mm-hmm. like, a whole different type of abuse. But mm-hmm. verbal abuse and emotional abuse is... Just as powerful. Just as damaging yeah. mentally. Like, mm-hmm. it's definitely a mental warfare. And it's really scary to right. know, like... Because it, it strips you of your identity and who you think yeah, you are. And you have no... Obviously, when you're in relationships like that, too, usually you're alone. You're mm-hmm. isolated. You right. don't have friends anymore. They isolate you. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's and very so, demonic. Yeah, yeah, you have no one to go to. Mm-hmm. And even if someone's being nice to you, you're like, oh, maybe they just want something. You're or like second guessing. Yeah. yeah. It's really crazy. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's huge. And we're actually going to talk about in season two. I do want to get into that topic of 
toxic and and yeah. abusive relationships because i think you have a lot to share so i do and thank i feel you for like a lot of people up. Not a lot. I hope not a lot, but I'm sure people also have no, dealt I with think really a lot toxic of people. <laughs> in the immigrant communities, I wouldn't be surprised. So it's yeah. definitely something that we're going to talk about and that needs to be talked about. So yeah. I love how you brought that up. I just thought of it and I was like, dang, that's again, three years flew by, but it did a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. And I think that was also the main reason why I went to therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think it took me six years after. You had to kind of reframe in your mindset and yeah. But I'm thankful I realize sometimes with therapy, when you're in those really hard moments, it's hard to seek therapy because you're going through so much. Right. So I feel like I needed like six years, not to recover, but just to like kind of find myself again and mm-hmm. then and then do go the see work. a therapist and do the hard work because mm-hmm. I wasn't as emotional and I was just like, okay, these are facts and how can I get better? Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, it's I love the psychological part of it because yeah. I'm like a very logical person. So when I hear mm-hmm. that, I'm like, yep, that's Same. literally <laughs> that's Laura's. Um, so, yeah, I know we talked about the psychological well-being. I want to explore the biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you have a few things that you want to talk about. Yes, I really wanted to bring um, biblical knowledge and wisdom into this episode because researching it, I saw how well it couples with the psychological and you mentioned this in the last time we recorded, <laughs> but how the Bible, everything kind of catches up to the Bible. Yeah. So like I said, the Bible is rich with wisdom regarding the power of words. Um, Proverbs 18.21 states, and this is so powerful, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Um, so I think that that's just explained so well. This verse emphasizes that our words have the power to bring life or death. Mm-hmm. Um, emotional, like you said, mental to a relationship or to a person or even to ourselves. And then similarly in Ephesians 4.29, it says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only that is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So the Bible just basically constantly encourages us to use our words wisely because they have the potential to either edify or harm ourselves and others. Yeah, I love that there's no like gray area or middle ground it's like Mm -hmm. no it's either gonna be good or bad that's yeah like words will always have an impact no matter what yes so i love that it aligns with science yeah that always makes me like my faith like grow stronger right. like, okay <laughs> well especially because as christians a lot of times you hear growing up like from atheists for example oh the bible is a book of fairy tales i mean clearly it's not a book <laughs> of fairy tales like if you see how it it just proves science and how the big thing right now is like self um positivity and self-talk and all this stuff and mm-hmm. how to manifestations which we don't believe in as christians but the fact that all of this is now like the tre- trending and this stuff has been proved in the bible is just yeah, yeah. It lines up. Um, I also think of just in the beginning of the Bible, like God spoke the universe into existence. Yes. Like by his words, he did everything. So Mm -hmm. like that alone just shows the power of words. Yes. Yeah. So it's clear, like we talked about manifestation, human words don't have the power to manifest reality. Mm -hmm. But like we saw in scripture, they do have a profound impact on people. Um, The Bible acknowledges the power of our words, like we said, to either build up or destroy. And then also, I think it's really important to mention as Christians and we believe what the scripture says in Matthew 12, verse 36 and 37. It reminds us that we're actually going to be held accountable for every careless word that we speak. That's big. Which is crazy. Yeah, on judgment day, we'll be held accountable for everything that we spoke that was just careless and 
tore down others. Um, this also emphasizes the significance of using our words wisely and responsibly. So I think just as Christians, um, it's our job to build others up according to their needs and our speech and what we say should aim to benefit and bless everybody who listens. So the Bible also teaches that our words are going to reflect the condition of our hearts. Um, what's in the heart comes out of the mouth. So mm -hmm. Matthew 12, 34 and 35 states that the words we speak are an overflow of what is in our hearts. And as Christians, if you're a true Christ follower, our hearts have been transformed by the power of God. The words that we say should reflect this interchange of our heart. Yes, I agree. And especially our words should not look like what the world is joking about and talking about. Yes, I brought this up last time, <laughs> yeah. but um, I always think of even just like cussing and swearing. Mm -hmm. Those are technically negative words mm -hmm. towards us. Yes. And I realized that had such a negative impact in my life. Mm -hmm. It also makes you sound like the world. Mm -hmm. And I remember growing up, not like I'm not going to call my family out, but <laughs> <laughs> people around me would cuss. Mm -hmm. Not too crazy. So mm -hmm. I honestly grew up thinking like, oh, cussing isn't really bad. It's just mm -hmm. kind of words we can use. Right. And then I started getting older. And then I remember people would be like, why are you cussing? Like, that's <laughs> not good. And like, Christians shouldn't cuss. And I was like, really? They're like, yeah. And it was like a mental shift. And then I realized too, Especially usually when you're like drinking and under the influence, mm -hmm. that's when people start cussing like crazy or like when you're trying to fit in in middle school with the cool yes. crowd. Yeah. And I realized that was something I struggled with. Mm -hmm. My close friends know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're yeah. like, every time I'm around you, it's so easy to cuss around you because you cuss. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be known for that. Right. And even now, because that was something, it wasn't a crazy struggle, but I definitely caught myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is one thing I need to work on. Mm -hmm. I, don't like how cussing sounds it's mm -hmm. not especially i think for honestly us girls like that it's, it's not attractive and yeah, it's just it's not classy yeah, yeah it doesn't sound good and biblically too it's like what like what's the point of using those words there's no like encouraging build up yeah, yeah it doesn't build up anyone mm -hmm. so i think that was something Mm -hmm. in my christian walk that i was like i need to stop cussing like this right. is not helping anyone out and it was doing more damage right in the moment i really didn't think about it until i really like people started bringing it up i think it was when people <laughs> brought it up i was like oh my god i mean is that's <laughs> nice that your friends told you that's really honest it was nice but it's like i guess i was more embarrassed like yeah. i don't want to be known for this or right. like this is not cute yeah yeah <laughs> i, I like see it. what you're saying yeah so ultimately like i mean you just brought up the bible encourages us to use our words to manifest the power of our faith not manifest in the way that <laughs> the yeah. world manifests or talks about it but basically we have to be instruments of god's love and saving grace and that also has to do a lot with the words we speak by filling our hearts with the love of christ our words to others and to ourselves can be filled with blessings truth and purity and our speech should demonstrate the transformative work of god in our lives and mm -hmm. be a source of encouragement and edification to others yeah i love that you put that so well um, I'd want to go when we kind of wrap this up, just mm -hmm. like little, I guess, like tips and tricks mm -hmm. to help. Mm -hmm. So here are a few ways to develop a positive and empowering relationship with your own words. Mm -hmm. They sound easy. Yeah, but it's actually <laughs> very difficult and it definitely takes time. Right. Uh, but number one is practice self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to the words you use when talking to yourself. Mm -hmm. Notice any negative or self-limiting language that may be holding you back. 
be aware of how your words make you feel and the impact they have on your thoughts and emotions. Yes. And here I want to mention um, accountability helps a lot and having an accountability partner. If you have a friend, they can be like, hey, I'm really struggling with this negative self-talk. Can you please keep me accountable? That might help too. And they can kind of point out to you whenever you're starting to kind of go into like that negative away. mindset. Yeah. I also think, I mean, it depends how close you are with friends, but I really loved when my close friends would call me out. Mm-hmm with love mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> they approached it well mm -hmm. and it showed me that they cared about me and they really wanted the best for me so i right. feel like i encourage our viewers to also if you're around people and you realize like wow they're very negative mm -hmm. i feel like it's good to kind of call them out again in a yes. loving way mm -hmm. not to put them more down right because maybe they aren't aware i think yes. a lot of people just go through the motions and mm -hmm. they think like oh this is just my personality and it's right. like it could kind of be your personality but mm -hmm. you can change that for sure right yeah, so the second one is challenge negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. Whenever you catch yourself engaging in negative self-talk or self-criticism, challenge those thoughts. Replace them with something more realistic, compassionate. For example, if you say, I'm such a failure, reframe it to say, I'm capable of learning from my mistakes and growing. Yes, and here I think the importance of scripture comes in because the Bible tells us to take every thought captive. Mm -hmm. The mind and the, our thoughts are a battleground and Satan knows that, so he'll attack us through our thoughts. Yeah. And that's why I think God knows that and he tells us to take every thought captive to the foot of the cross and come to God and to Christ with those thoughts. And also we brought up how Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and mm -hmm. Satan came and tempted him, but he fought back with scripture. Yeah, And I think that's the most powerful thing. We know that Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy. And the only thing that we can fight back with is with scripture. So we have to be in the word and know what the word says, mm -hmm. not only about us and our own identity, but also, you know, about others and kind of fight back with scripture. So I yeah. think that's really important. I love that. Um, I feel like praying scripture over yourself and your family and friends is super... I love that. Yep. Yeah. it's. I mean, you can also say your own words and compliments mm -hmm. and being encouraging. Mm -hmm. But when it's like God's word over your life, there's definitely power in that. Yes. And I love, I love that. that. Well, I don't love this, but the devil's a liar. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. when I would have these negative thoughts, it's like, clearly God isn't telling me this. Like, mm -hmm. where are these Where's thoughts coming, coming from? from? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's when you start realizing, you know, like those little cartoons. You have like mm -hmm. God on your shoulder and the angels and the devil. Yeah. yeah. But it's really like that. It's a mental like mm -hmm. war in your head. And you're like, mm -hmm. where are these thoughts coming from? Mm -hmm. Are they true? And if mm -hmm. they're not true, I need to dismiss it and realize like these are all lies to me. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So number three, I love this one. Mm -hmm. Surround yourself with positive influences choose to spend time with people who uplift you and inspire you surround yourself with individuals who use empowering words and support your personal growth mm -hmm. and distance yourself from those who are constantly bringing negativity or use of toxic language yes and you mentioned that also how you had friends that were able to do that that's actually um the reason kind of why i brought this topic to you for us to talk about i had a an experience where i was talking to a friend and I kept saying some stuff about myself. I think it was like, I'm not emotional or something like that. And she stopped me and she was like, no, like, that's not true. Stop speaking that negativity over yourself. And it was such a like light bulb moment for me where I was like, wait, no, she's right. Like mm -hmm. how much of ourselves do we 
limit in our lives and put ourselves in this box when maybe God has so much more for us, but we put ourselves in this box by speaking these negative things over us. So that just kind of shows and is evidence to how important it is the circle that you have around you. And even if, you know, like you said, you're not realizing it to have a friend that in love can speak to you and be like, mm-hmm. no, stop doing that. And so I just think that's really important for sure. Surround yourself with the right people. It is important. Who you surround yourself with will show your character. Like, you know, like parents will say Maybe. like, oh, show yeah. me your friends. <laughs> I'll show you your future. Yeah. But who you're around or like iron sharpens iron. Like yes. your friends mm-hmm. will kind of show you who you are or mm-hmm. your future. Yes. And I feel like that's important because it shows just how if you have negative people in your life, you're going to start becoming like them yes and it just shows that like no you want to be you're the smartest one in the group maybe you should leave because you want to be challenged you want to be inspired Mm -hmm. and there's actually of course on tiktok i saw this um they literally said they had this um i guess a test or something and they put the highest performer guy in the office next to like new people every month Mm mm-hmm and the people that were surrounded by this high performer did better mm-hmm. that month wow. than all the other months. And yeah. they, I don't know how long the study was for, but they mm-hmm. were just showing just even being around someone succeeding. Yeah. It encourages you and yep. you just are kind of with their path. So I yeah, thought that, that proved, was really interesting. That proves it for sure. Yeah. And I think being young, it's easy to stay in like toxic friendships and well, toxic also, people. Well, you want to be friends with so many people. And then yeah. as we've talked about this older you get, it's more quality over quantity. Yeah so you start realizing the impact on those people yes yeah and then with the last one journaling so use journaling as a tool of self-reflection and exploration of your thoughts and emotions write down positive affirmations and encouraging messages to yourself document your progress and celebrate your achievements along the way yes you mentioned you did this um and this is that kind of that cognitive restructuring technique where you write down and journal the negative thoughts that you're having to notice the pattern but also you can put it and i said this in last time we recorded like in the notes section of your phone we always have our phone on us i know so i feel like it's a little bit easier than sitting down maybe at the end of the day because maybe right when you have a negative thought and you realize that you can open up your phone yeah, and kind you of write have it your down journal on you all the time yeah so. that's smart I know James is such a like note taker. I'm like, can I look at your too. notes? And he's like, no. My no. notes are so full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that though. Um, so we're going to end this episode with just something a little positive. Mm-hmm. Remember, changing the power of your words over yourself takes time and consistent effort. Be patient and kind to yourself throughout this process. By intentionally shifting your internal dialogue, you can create a more positive, empowering, and uplifting relationship with yourself and others. Yes, perfectly put and wrapped up. Mm -hmm. Adriana loved it. Um, So thank you guys so much for joining us. I can't believe this is the last episode of season one. It's so crazy. But me and Adriana are both so thankful and grateful for everybody who's listened along the way, all the feedback and suggestions. And we definitely have more coming your way. Yeah. A lot more in season two, which, like she said, we'll pick back up in August. August. but don't forget to subscribe to apple podcast spotify and youtube that way you can keep up with when we're going to come out with season two and also we're still going to be on social media active so go ahead and just reach out to us if you guys have any ideas if you'd like to come on the show as a guest or if you have any suggestions or feedback thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you back in season two